We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. Welcome to gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie. And Heather. I brought out a blast from the past, not that far in the past, but the Charles and Jane wine spritzer. Yay! Because I still have some raspberries and I really liked it. So it's white wine. I forget what kind of white wine. And then I have like a strawberry lemonade soda and then raspberries. That sounds delicious. It's delicious. Yes. I have the cupcake Sauvignon Blanc, which I think I might have had before. It's a sweet Sauvignon Blanc. So we both have sweet drinks Mm -hmm. today. I cannot wait to actually talk about this. Yeah. So we're discussing a book tonight, and it's a romantic comedy called Love Light Farms by B.K. Borson. And it is the first in, I think there's there's going to be four. She's claiming it's going to be the final book. Oh, did she claim that? Yes, she said it in one of her Instagrams. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll but see. But there's this is the first of right now three of them are out. The fourth book is coming out in yes. the summer of 2024. That's right. Can't wait. This book is about two best friends fake dates to reach their holiday happily ever after in this first romantic comedy in the Love Light series. A pasture of dead trees, a hostile takeover of a Santa barn by a family of raccoons as shipments that have mysteriously gone missing. Love Life Farms is not the magical winter wonderland of Stella Bloom's dreams. In an effort to save the Christmas tree farm she's loved since she was a kid, Stella enters a contest with Instagram famous influencer Evelyn St. James. With the added publicity and the $100,000 cash prize, Stella might just be able to save the farm from its financial woes. There's just one problem. To make the farm seem like a romantic destination for the holidays, she lied on her application and said she owns Love Life Farms with her boyfriend. Only there is no boyfriend. And her best friend, Luca Peters. He just stopped by for some hot chocolate and somehow got a farm and a serious girlfriend in the process. But fake dating his best friend might be the best Christmas present he's ever received. And this was first published November 10th, 2021. So it's two years old. And we had no idea. Mm-hmm. We decided to read this after, I think I saw an Instagram video, like a reel, that was something like, if you like Gilmore Girls, you should read this book. And I was like, I like me some Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like is, uh, yeah, you know, a very, it. yes, it's not the right word. <laughs> when Heather told me that this book is like Gilmore Girls, I had to pick it up. And I read it pretty fast. Yeah, you did. Like, way faster than I thought you would. Well, once I get into something, it's easier for me to find the time. Yeah, that's true. And this was, like, one that I I had trouble putting down. Like, there were, like, a couple times I was reading it at work, and I was, like, downright angry that I had to stop reading because my lunch break was over. It's really sad when that happens mm-hmm. like oh my goodness but i would say this is very like hallmark but like way spicier would you agree with that i completely agree with that yeah like it could totally be like a hallmark christmas movie until until <laughs> they're doing they're doing things i was like this does not happen in a hallmark yeah. movie. <laughs> it's 
and it's not even like that many scenes and it's not let's say Bridgerton yeah no no no, it's not Bridgerton but it's three of them I remember it being three oh and being I wasn't like keeping oh, count. I I don't know I may be wrong but I think it might be three you're probably right. Yeah, so like you were saying, the main person is Stella Bloom, who owns the Christmas tree farm. And this is interesting because, like, if you read this, you would think it was in New England, but it actually takes place in the fictional town of Inglewood, Maryland. Oh, you know, yeah. I completely forgot that it was Maryland. I kept thinking Connecticut. Right, because it seems very New England. Like, if you were, like, Connecticut, Vermont, like, even, like, Rhode Island well, or New Hampshire. I only remembered Maryland because I have a friend there. So I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a real town. So then I looked it up and there's not an Englewood. So Maryland, you think of more like Chesapeake Bay, coastal. Like my friend lives in Maryland and like her backyard overlooks the Chesapeake Bay and they can go like jet skiing. And And it's no wonder we find out that someone in the book is moving to Delaware. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because Delaware borders Maryland. So basically, Stella, she bought this Christmas tree farm from this guy, Hank, that was like, peace, and he went to Costa Rica. So excited to get rid of it, yes. But what I didn't understand is apparently Hank didn't pay bills, and like, that got stuck as part of the property where she owed all these, like, bills and stuff. And I was like, is this a real thing that happened? (laughs) It's like, can you acquire the debt of a farm if you buy the farm are you sure yeah because that was like part of the issue that she was having like she made a comment of like she found out afterwards that hanks didn't pay a bunch of bills and like oh hanks failed to mention he stopped paying his bills months ago and as the new owner i'd inherited his debt yeah so that was part of the issue she was like i'm gonna buy this farm Mm -hmm. she had a whole plan but then she didn't realize that she was gonna have this debt of Hanks that she was going to have to pay and then things start to happen to her shipments aren't showing up the south field all the trees die she has some vandalism issues and things like that that she didn't account for so the farm is like not doing very well because of that and she hasn't told the two people who work for her yeah so let's introduce some of the other people because we have Stella who's the owner and then Beckett Porter is the lead farmer and Layla Dupree is the baker. So the three of them kind of run the farm together. And then we have Luca Peters, who is the best friend, yes. who lives in New York, and he's a data analyst. So the three of them are like kind of the main characters along with Luca, the best friend. And then you have some like side characters that will the talk whole about town. Yeah, the, the whole town. It is very like Gilmore, Gilmore girls. girls in that respect. Englewood is very Stars Hollow. Including, I didn't even connect this, the coffee lady. I hope they explore her more often. Because remember, like, it's like... Cranky, like Luke? Yeah, like they, like Luca brings her at one point a hazelnut coffee. And he's like, it's not like caffeinated, like it's decaf, I'm pretty sure. But at least she gave you hazelnut because you had to really suck up to her to get like caffeinated coffee and stuff. And I was like, oh coffee i didn't even like put that together i can't remember the person's name we have to i think we have to like delve a little bit more into beatrice is it that could be i'm gonna look it up but there's there are a lot of little 
odes to like Gilmore Girls. Yes, Miss Beatrice. Miss Beatrice. Okay, Miss Beatrice. And her merit-based ordering system. It I seems the it. only way Mrs. Peters can get a hazelnut latte is by enlisting Luca's help as well. Oh, shoot. You gotta, you gotta suck up to Miss Beatrice. Yes. Can I just say, like, I immediately, after finished reading the book, went to see when is, like, the screen version coming out. No one's picked this up. It, it has not been thing. optioned. It has not been optioned. I do not understand why. Somebody, Netflix, somebody, somebody picked this up. Somebody picked yeah. this up. Anyone? Chandra? Anybody? No, not Chandra. You I don't think she would do it justice. I don't know. She, she, would, she so would do money. it justice. She yeah, so somebody, so, somebody make this like totally bad. No, I was, I was thinking, yeah, Amy Sherman Palladino. Okay, Amy, but I don't think she it. does. Does she do movies? Not even movies. I would, I would actually prefer a television show at this point. But that's true. Because of course, and it might be a bad thing. We're just smashing everything Gilmore Girls into this. But I don't think she's created anything that's from page to screen i think everything that she's done is from her mind uh yeah this is basically it's very so. much inspired i guess so i guess so well hallmark hallmark you can make it pg if you want it's fine they could well you know what they actually could it's fine by me too yeah because it's quirky it's gonna be implied we're gonna be thinking about it anyway exactly exactly just make it family friendly when I found out one particular thing, I was like, oh, my God, that is so cute. Which thing? There's so many cute things. I know. Well, Luca always brings Stella pine, scented car pines, whatever the heck they're called. The pine tree car deodorizer things. And she has a drawer full of them. Yeah. Like she kept at, every single one. At her office. So Luca and Stella met approximately 10 years Mm-hmm. In the past. And how they met was Stella was walking out of a hardware store grieving the loss of her mother that passed away some months before, right? Or was it a few weeks before? I think it was like a couple months before. But like one note to include is she had never gone in a hardware store in her life. Yeah. So she walks out of this hardware store. She kind of stumbles and falls right into Luca. Right into his arms. And he has this gesture, I guess, that he always does, where he squeezes her arms in three, like, three different locations, like, starting, I guess, from from the way I imagine it, I don't know if that's how she wrote it, but, like, starting with, like, the upper arm going all the way down. Yeah, they both have a touch love language going on. Very much so. But, like, he sees that she's upset, and he, like, offers... He's like, do you want to go get some grilled cheese? Which Um, she doesn't know at the time is very meaningful for him because his father, who also had passed away, but when he was little, he used to make some grilled cheese. Mm -hmm. So, like, he asked her for grilled cheese. They went and they had, I think, did they have grilled cheese and a beer thing? I think so. And they talked and talked and talked. And he he doesn't live in the town. He was there helping his mother move. So they're both kind of in transitional periods where he's helping his mother move to the town. She lost her mother and it's like a drift. And so they go out and they have this grilled cheese and they talk and talk and talk and he leaves. And then every time he comes back, he tries to like bump into her and they go and they get grilled cheeses and stuff. And it's so cute. It just keeps going on and on where they become best friends. I love it. I love it. And I love that they love grilled cheese together. I mean, well, oh, that's your thing. Yes. 
For those that don't know, Gracie eats a lot of grilled oh, cheese and French fries. I do. I'm. It's. I have a lot of bad loves when it comes to food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness. So they they go on for this for like years. She goes to New York, visits him. He comes down. Yeah. They hang out. They go camping. They yeah, like, like she best knows. Friends. Yeah, she knows his family. He has heard about her family. He's never met them, but eventually well, he not, does. He does no? meet Charlie. He becomes oh, friends right. with Charlie. Yes, yes, yes. Charlie is her half brother. Half brother. Yes. Yeah. Eight months younger. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And like he knows Beckett and Layla. Like, the, and he knows the whole town. I mean, as yeah. he should because his mother lives there, right? Yeah. His mother's one of the teachers. So even though he doesn't live in the town, he knows like everybody is really comfortable. And I think he even he has a key to her house. Like they're that comfortable. Yes, he does. But yeah. he is he's he's good friends with her brother. And she Charlie. she she takes articles of clothing from him without his knowing. Yeah, and what did, didn't she take like his toaster or something? She did take the toaster, and it's like <laughs> she hides it. <laughs> I like how would he not know that she did it she's very quirky and they are like the odd couple in a way because he's very he seems like he's a neat freak they don't say but he always cleans up after yeah. her she takes off her shoes she just you know takes them off leaves them as is and he puts them neatly where they where they should be like in a row or something like that he's a data analyst he's very structured and detailed and whatnot and she's like more like the free spirit she is and so and Heather didn't really realize this until I brought it up but I and I want to keep digging into this and we I may be I don't know about you but I may be disappointed but this like has to be somehow like inspired by Gilmore Girls and I want to see if she happens to mention that if anyone asks the author that question but his name is Luca mm-hmm. and Gilmore Girls we have Luke yes and he, they both happen to be very close friends with their female counterparts, right? Who are also a hot mess. Let's just face it. Yeah, it's both. They both own their own businesses. Like, everyone's like, when is this going to happen? Exactly. And in this book, we even find out that the whole town has like a bet going on. Which is crazy to me. You're going to get together. So crazy. So as mentioned in the summary, Stella applies for this opportunity to win this $100,000 prize to help out the farm. She has to ask someone to be her boyfriend. She asked Beckett. Beckett's like, hell no. Beckett, who's apparently the hot man in town. All the ladies are all about him. He's got like the tattoos. He's really good looking. He's kind of like wants to just be off on his own. <laughs> he He's like, just leave me alone. I don't want like, any of this attention. Yeah. I don't need any of this attention. He just leave wants to me farm. And like, I, Lord. So y'all have to say, say the next book is about him and I can't wait because I want to know more about Beckett because he yeah I want to know more about Beckett and his past and why he is yeah. the way he is I know there's like oh god I'm so intrigued you I haven't started you haven't started reading anything right no like I started to read the first couple pages of the second book and then I was like let me wait till after we talk about the first one so I don't get them confused <gasps> Yes, I can't wait to read that. But she asked him and he's like, hell no. And I feel like, didn't Layla come in and say like, why don't you just ask Luca? That I can't remember. I think like she knows right. she has to. She knows she has to, but she's avoiding it. Yeah, so she she's actually acting really strange to him and he's really good about reading her. 
So he's like, what, like, what is your deal? Like, why are you acting so weird? And Layla, oh, you're right. Layla calls her out because she's like, why are you avoiding Luca? Like, why don't you just ask him? Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Because like she had written, so I don't know if we, we said this explicitly, but when she applied for the contest, she specifically wrote that she ran the farm with her boyfriend. And so she did that with the idea that Luca was going to be her fake boyfriend. Yes. But now that her chickens have come home. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because she she did that on the application. Now she's a scaredy cat about like asking him because she's so like, she's so scared of losing anything in her life because of her family situation, like losing her mom and her dad abandoning them and all that, that like, she's she's just kind of like stunted like she's scared to do anything that might change her situation with any people that she cares about which we all feel that yes exactly let's see let's see let's see let's... but yeah so she does finally ask him and he's like yeah sure i'll be your fake boyfriend like he's just like he's like of course yeah why would i not yes exactly exactly yeah, Layla says he'd do it in a heartbeat yeah I don't know why you're freaking out he'd do it in a heartbeat and Beckett was there too Beckett's just like he is definitely the type of guy that knows how to deal with women because he has like what three four sisters yeah he's also I think because he is the type of person that doesn't interact with people that often he like he's I feel like he's pretty good at reading people too yeah he likes to be in the background he's that he he observes yeah because this is kind of like at the end of the book but he makes a comment where like i forget exactly what's going on but Stella comes in and she's like all upset and i think i know which scene you're talking about layla's like is this about luca and becky goes of course it is she's she's something something and her hat's on backwards i guys totally lost it then i can't remember i wonder if i wrote it down because i was like yeah he like he knows (laughs) again the whole town is betting so they know what's going on there's just becca himself is oh yeah i think like he's just the one that just stands back and lets like the sisters Mm -hmm. argue at them and he just like doesn't say anything and then he like gets his point across but he's like absorbing everything yeah like you said, he likes to like observe. Well, so they are going to do this thing. They're going to be fake dating for a week. And they go to Mabel, who is like, I guess she's the florist. Yes. Yeah. They go to Mabel's and they're very subtle because Luca knows how Mabel is. And all he does is like he has his arm around her shoulders like he always would because they're very like touchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't he go and he like slips his hand off her shoulder, arm off his shoulder he and holds her hand? Me- closer to his body yeah like he can protect me from but mabel loses her dang mind and then he's like oh can you make us a reef for our house and like that's all it took (laughs) like that's it because she's like lost her dang mind and the whole town knew because they kept joking like or luca thought they were joking about the town phone tree but they have a phone tree They have, I I mean, they, oh my God, they're like crazy. That's what they are. Like they actually make Star's Hollow seem less crazy. Yeah. (laughs) 
like <laughs> they make it seem like stars hollow has boundaries so like literally like yes. they're walking down the street right after leaving mabel and everybody's like congratulating them because everybody knows already and then they go to walk past the the sheriff's office and dane jones who's the sheriff and is kind of like her de facto father because like he met Stella and her mom when they first moved to town and kind of like just became like a father figure to her. Yeah. He's like sitting there with a gun, like a, a shotgun. <laughs> which he's which basically like, Luca, you make her cry. I yeah, like I'm you're gonna have missing body parts if you don't yeah. like get it together. I think this is the scene. I think this is him, you know, he says, not he, I'm sorry. He as in Fluca curls me, Stella, closer to his body, like he can protect me from her, frankly terrible terrifying single-mindedness but i don't know if i see anything else just before that because she's just like she's like screams apparently yeah like she just figures it out just by like a subtle move and like stella is like oh my gosh like i didn't think it would take so little yeah exactly yeah he tells her just before that that he thinks she's beautiful and that's all she kept thinking about you think i'm beautiful yeah oh yeah because don't they talk about like their backstory or something yes and he's basically like we have a backstory like we met this way and this will be our backstory but going back to dane i thought it was really cute he calls her cinnamon stick because he caught her trying to steal a cinnamon candy And doesn't I think she confesses because she she can't handle it. She can't yeah. handle the truth. <laughs> oh my god. And they is it me or at some point they walk by a cranky librarian? Yes, Mr. Will Hewitt who's the librarian and he's like shooting her the evil eye and Stella's like what am I missing? Like why is What's this problem? So angry at me? What's his problem? Now do they mention that he was like always like that with her? No, he wasn't. No, was he recently. wasn't. Yeah, no. That's why she was like confused and it's like a huge red herring. It totally is. You wouldn't even freaking think of it. I no, never thought of it. Did you no. think of it? No, not at all. I was just like why they make it him was... like looks so i know i was like heather is not gonna be happy about this (laughs) oh no oh my goodness more about mr will hewitt later Uh, fucking finally calls clint lifting his energy drink in a toast oh yeah those are the guys just sitting out i think they're the paramedics or something or the firefighters probably i think that's about it they just walk around oh is gus one of them I think so, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because Gus and Mabel are dating, Mm -hmm. and he's a paramedic Mm -hmm. slash Lyft driver. Yes. (laughs) The only Lyft driver in town. I wonder if they, like, just designate people. Do they, like, designate people? Like, you know what? You you ain't got nothing to do with your life. Why don't you go be the Lyft driver for people? You have a car. Yeah. You don't drink. You could be the designated driver, and that's about it. You don't like to go out and socialize. Just do this yeah so they <laughs> so the cat's out of the bag they are dating in quotes and i think they have like a couple of, they have like a week or something to like I, prepare they, i like, think they don't so have to, evelyn's not coming right away so no. they do oh because they have like thanksgiving like the week of thanksgiving and everything before before she it seems that, like right? it seems like it might be like a couple of weeks but i may because he himself leaves to go to new york and then he comes back but it wasn't like that long that he was far away so maybe maybe like a week and a half or so okay that's what yeah. i'm thinking but i'm not 100 percent sure but they do have what do you call they it practice a kiss before he leaves to go back to new york oh yeah and isn't it i think he's like oh we need to do this now because 
then you won't be stressed out about it for the next week. That, yes. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So it, it had to have been like at least yeah. a week and a half. That's... So maybe this is like early-ish November because I, she doesn't come until after. Oh, you know what? It's coming back to me now. So coming the back very to beginning me is actually October because somebody smashes all the pumpkins and she ah. goes, oh, well, we were going to like harvest them for Halloween anyway. We'll just turn it into like a haunted like area because like this That's week true. is Halloween. I think like Halloween was like in the next day or two. Yes. Yeah. So actually, so the time frame is actually longer than I thought because it starts in October, like the end of October. And they celebrate Thanksgiving or she celebrates Thanksgiving with early. her. It's three weeks early, just so they don't have to explain my existence. That's right, because we didn't get into this, but Stella, her father was a two-timer, yes. which is why her and her brother are eight months apart. Yes. So as soon as like he was like, it sounds like... Stella's mom was kind of like the side piece, but she probably, yes. she didn't know it or something. Exactly. And so as soon as she found out she was pregnant with Stella, he like took off and abandoned them. And then Charlie was um, born. born eight months after she was. And so when Stella's mother dies, she goes to find her father to tell him like, oh, I thought you should know that my mom has died or whatever. And, uh, his current wife, Elle, who is Charlie's mom, is very nice and invites her in and stuff like that. And so that starts the tradition of them having early Thanksgiving together. Is she very nice or she's very, like, standoffish? Well, they do. I think she makes a point of saying that, like, she was the one that kind of, like, welcomed her in rather than the father. But mm -hmm. she is very standoffish because, like, she's got her own thing going on. Like, we, we kind of find out throughout the book, like, her I... life isn't the happiest one. No, no. And I've... For this whole entire book, I thought there was a typo, and I think maybe I'm the one that's just not understanding correctly here, but Estelle is supposed to be... Yeah, her name's Estelle, but they call her Stella, or Lala. I don't know about that. I don't know. What Estelle, do you, you may bring pumpkin pie, but like she goes by Stella so much that I'm like, did they no, make but... a typo here? Isn't there a point where Beckett calls her Estelle? And she's like, oh, he doesn't call me by my full name. He, like, must be upset. Estelle only shows up two times in this book. And it's so fresh in my mem in, in my mind because it's in relation to her dad. And I was just like, but why would she go by Stella? It's a shortened version of Estelle. Nuts. It is? It but, like, I'm pretty sure Beckett, maybe it's when he finds out the truth, he calls her by her full name. It doesn't show up when I do a search oh, it has really? it yeah it has it and okay so this is just gonna be I'll, I'll get back to that in, in a moment Brian Milford left my mom high and dry as soon as the pregnancy test turned positive but here seeing this watching Charlie warily observe his dad oh, I did the search only twice it comes up hmm. and it does say Estelle my name is slurred around the edges so I guess her name is Estelle or maybe he just doesn't know her name does does Beckett call her something else normally? And Stella is when he's... I really wish I had the book in front of me. I don't know, girl. I don't know. You got me there. It, Listeners, whatever... has anyone read this book? Can you clarify? I mean, I'll find out as soon as I read the, the next one tomorrow. <laughs> 
I need to go back to Dane. Yeah, I love know Dane. Where I'm at. Because here's the thing, like, Stella thinks that she doesn't have family, like, that, Char well, she doesn't even, like, think I don't know why she doesn't think of Charlie, like, her real family, but she thinks that Luca is the closest thing that she has to family, but she really has so much family because she has Luca, but she has her half-brother, Charlie, who, they're, like, thick as thieves. She has Layla and Beckett. She has Dane as, like her father figure she has luca's mom and grandma and aunts and she she probably doesn't see them as family because she didn't grow up with them maybe but still and she like, moved she moved around so much yeah they're her chosen family definitely but she doesn't think that does she i'm watching you peters all right <laughs> are there any people in gilmore girls with peters as the last name I don't think there are. No. Is there anyone overprotective? Everyone in the town's overprotective. That is true. I feel like. About a lot of different things. All she thinks about is that kiss. Yeah. She goes through this whole situation being like, oh, this is going to get everything out of my system and everything just intensifies it. Yes. It's like she's finally getting what she wants from this mm -hmm. guy. What she's always dreamed about. She's insane to think that there's no way possible that one week, like once this is done, this is it. And she mentions it. So I feel like she mentions it so much. Like I want to just slap her. <laughs> like, do you really think so? And she has a conversation with Luca about how they're going to end things because she wants to actually do it like proper, like not ghosting each other, whatever, but like, let's talk this out because she doesn't want to lose him. So let's talk this out. How are we going to end end things? And he's kind yeah. of like... Because she recognizes the town, thinks they're dating. His family thinks they're dating. Like, how yeah. are we going to end this where it's not going to, like, create a big hassle? What was it that he said that it kind of, he, like... He says it doesn't have to end. We could just... They don't need to know. We can just keep on. Yeah, because there's really not yeah. much of a difference. But obviously, he has his ulterior motives yeah he's not stupid right he's playing the long game i love that now would you say he's an aggrieved man yes i would i would and too. i never thought I, I would like that you would I, like the book i never thought of it that way but you know what we don't again get to read from his point of view however there's so much that he does say that's just oh, spot on. dude's been aggrieved for nine years Ooh, at least both of them have been aggrieved mm-hmm Oh, well, is it nine years or is it 10 years? Whatever makes, the case, I feel like it's since day one for both of them. He makes a comment, I feel like, saying she doesn't realize it, but we've been kind of dating for the past nine years. Ah, oh, well, yeah. mm, well, whatever. He, Her and her yellow dress with daisies on yeah. the bottom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And at the festival where her, what was it, her spaghetti straps were just oh. sliding down her shoulders and I was like tell me more tell me more <laughs> <laughs> and when they went camping and they woke up and he was like wrapped all over her they are like you you're very right touch what is it their love language is touch yes yeah because like even when they're like just hanging out watching a movie as friends like they're wrapped up like their legs are wrapped up together and do we know if 
they have been like that with their other significant others. Probably not because Right? I don't think her so. last boyfriend, It's you like, can what, two date, years before? yeah, uh, a year and a half maybe. That sounds about right. It didn't sound like it was like that. And even when Dane threatens Luca, he was, she was like, I was, I can't even remember the museum. I was going out with such and such and you didn't act this way. And Dane's like, cinnamon stick. I think we both can recognize that that wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty cool Charlie seems like a genuinely good guy yes considering his upbringing yeah I suppose because the dad is a hot mess he sucks he does but karma karma came and bit him in the ass you say that again Well, one of the things that I really liked that I made note of was that Luca gets this from his family. He, when they're having like a really serious conversation, he puts music on and he starts dancing with her in the kitchen. And he says that his parents, whenever they had to have a fight or a serious conversation, they would dance. And he makes a joke out of it. Like, oh, I don't know if she was, if he was just trying to restrain her. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was really cute. I think it's lovely. I think he has such a great example of what parents should be. And I feel horrible saying that now out loud. But at least, you know, he had like two, a two parent home up until There was the age love. of 12. Yeah. Yeah, like there was genuine love there. Stability, I guess, in terms of a physical home, because her, her mom, like, had them moving around a lot, but I don't remember why. Do you remember why? No, I just assumed it was for jobs. They had to move around a lot, And her at mom least always until they had, got into town. her mom always had the radio on top of the fridge. Yeah, for like It's like, cooking and cleaning. yeah, I just find it odd that I actually remember like little details like that. Because it's such a good book. Yeah, well, like they You stand. care. I think you wind up caring about the characters. Yeah, but we didn't really get into like the situation with the contest so like they go and they put on this whole like fake dating situation and Evelyn St. James arrives and immediately there's a hitch because as soon as Beckett and Evelyn meet each other <laughs> there's like such an awkward scene where he like is like staring her down and she won't look at him like she's staring at the table and Stella is like what is going on and Evelyn is like, uh, I gotta go. I'll see you tomorrow. And I thought Beckett's they like, were like, huh? I thought they were like old boyfriend and girlfriend, but now I realize Beckett and Layla have probably known Stella for like how long? Probably at least 10 years. Or Probably more. longer. Yeah, Yeah. probably longer because I think she was a kid when, at least a teen, when they moved Yes. there. Yes. So, but it turns out Beckett explains after they left that he slept with Evelyn. <laughs> they At some had like like convention a, or something. yeah, they had like a weekend fling in Maine at a convention. And, uh, Is she up and left and didn't say anything? yeah, he woke up and she was like gone. She peaced out and he Oh, had yeah. no idea who she was because she's like this famous influencer, but he's not on social media and stuff like that. And she loved that about him, Yeah, yeah. seemingly. Yeah, but yeah, awkward, but he does, and I wish I was a fly in the wall. I hope they bring this up at, in the second book, but I wish I was a fly in the wall. He goes to her that night to her B&B to, like, explain how important the contest is and everything for Stella and stuff and, like, makes peace with her so that she'll stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what kind of piece we talking about? But okay. <laughs> 
Gracie can't wait to get in the book, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what we didn't bring up? That Layla and Beckett, or maybe you did, I can't remember. Oh, my gosh, already. Do not know what kind of financial turmoil yeah. the farm has. And because of this scene, Stella decides to fess up. Yeah, and Luca doesn't know either. She hasn't shared yes. this to anyone. Yes. Like, they think that, like, I mean, she does kind of, like, hint at Beckett that they could really use the money. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, like, and I think even Layla wanted to buy, like, this oven or whatever, and she's says like oh we can't really afford that right now but she really right. plays it down yeah she does she ends up fessing to Luca, she's, Leva, and Beckett. she's taking money from her own savings to pay and off everyone and she's not herself. herself yeah she wants to make sure everybody else is getting paid living off of ramen that part was like whoa because bk does not mention it i'm on a first name basis with her bk does not mention this at all earlier in the book at all right yeah, well she not directly the book opens up with i think mention of she's looking at the excel sheets and stuff and getting like really stressed out about oh, them that's when luca won't stop talking about the pizza mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's just like i don't got time for this which i don't blame her and he has no idea what's going on he just knows she's acting weird Yes. But yeah, so this is like sink or swim. Like, we need this money. We don't have enough money to keep the farm going. And they are livid because they're like, how could you keep this from us? (laughs) Like, we're supposed to be doing this together. Yeah, even though they're not like full-fledged partners but they've they each have their roles yeah to keep the farm afloat and i think beckett even says something like that he's like this isn't how partners act or whatever yes exactly yeah and meanwhile i think we missed a very important part or maybe it has not happened yet no it's all no it's already happened well you know considering all the vandalism and you know we're here thinking that there's a raccoon in the in the barn and it winds (laughs) up being The Santa barn. <laughs> the Santa barn, which is where the first kiss is given. They find little kittens. What are the Prancers, the mom, and then Cupid? Vixen? Is there a Vixen? Comet and Vixen, I think maybe. I think so. This is why we love Beckett. They instantly is like, these are their names. Layla's like, I guess we have kittens. <laughs> yep. And he is like attached at the hip to these kittens. And vice versa. Yeah. They're in they're in the pocket. I'm like, how can they fit in a pocket? You know better yeah. than I. Can they actually fit in a pocket? Yeah, if they're little enough. I'm just hanging out on the shoulder, like Yeah. Oh, they totally will. Tiger King, right there. Kittens <laughs> love hanging out on shoulders. Oh my gosh. Thing. But yeah, when they're real little, like when they're still nursing, you can fit them in your pocket easily. Oh, so cute. I'm just picturing like he comes. Beckett. So there's a scene kind of later on. Stella and Luca are sleeping and Stella wakes up to the camera Mm -hmm. going off and she sees like a man outside. So Luca and her go outside and she calls Beckett and Beckett ends up coming over and he scares the bejesus out of Luca because he's already in the barn. So he comes walking out of the barn and Luca thinks that it's like an intruder. But like why I'm bringing this up is he's got the kitten in his pocket. (laughs) Like he's trying to like 
of this. catch an intruder and he's got the kitten in his pocket. So when they do see the intruder, he like hands the kitten to, I think it's Cupid, hands the kitten to Stella and then takes off running after the intruder. Like, why did you bring a kitten? It's just so random. Like, and one of them, you left the rest at home. Why yeah, did well, you bring you know, that kitten? You know, she happened to be in the pocket. It's like, okay, you're Maybe. coming with me. That's Maybe it. that was it. Maybe he, she was already in the pocket, but he's so adorable. He really is. He's like, oh, what is he? He's like a, a, a cranky old man, essentially. A cranky old man and a older. young, hot body. Yeah. I can't remember the scene, but at one point, Stella describes him as he's like an old man yelling on his porch. That is spot on, Heather. Yeah. Spot on. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring up that to lead up to who is the person. Oh, it is. Uh-huh. Well, they don't find out that night, but it leads to the person coming in and turning themselves in and confessing. It is our favorite cranky librarian, Mr. Will Hewitt. Who is pissed off because Hank promised him a farm where they he was a going gentleman's to... gentleman's agreement. Yes. And it was going to be an alpaca farm. Which is such a cute idea. It's so random. It's so random. And Stella's like, why didn't you just come to me and ask me? I would have given you a piece of the land. I kind of hope that in one of the later books, they do team up. Oh my god. Well, after he pays off... so. He doesn't go to jail, but he has to pay off all the damages that has been incurred and and the shipments that have gone missing and so on and so forth. To Beckett's annoyance, because, yeah, they they do a vote because they have the option of pressing charges in which he would go to jail because it's thousands and thousands of dollars, Mm -hmm. like damage. Or they what they end up choosing is to allow him to pay for all the damages, which ends up working out for them because it gives them the income that they need. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, so I kind of like wish that in one of the later books, we'll see, they end up teaming together because Stella's like, yeah, I would have like let you use some of the land. It would have been really cute. We could have sold like alpaca items. <laughs> and put reindeers on them. Yeah, and it would have been like so cute and stuff. And I remember it says in that scene, because they're in the PlayStation, not an interrogation room, uh, <laughs> but in the PlayStation. <laughs> That Stella's watching way too much CSI and she is. Like, she was ready. Yeah, she was like, "Let's do this, back up, good cop." But anyway, when she says all that about like it would have been really cute and stuff, it's described as like his eyes break, like because he realizes like how badly he messed everything up. Freaking crazy! Yeah. Like you really got to take it to that extent. People are really not- like, and he like, did he really think that Stella was going to disrespect the gentleman's agreement? She doesn't yeah, seem like that type no of girl. Idea. She had no idea, but he thought that she snuck in and stole the land from him. Well, so, I think she yeah. said, like... She said that she, she said knew she... that there was another person Intr- interested, yeah. but that was it. His master plan was that he wanted to just make the farm such an inconvenience that she decided that she would want to sell it. So and he, he would buy, buy it. it. Yeah. But then after they caught, like, after they spotted him trying to, like, break things and Beckett and Luca take off, he ends up spending, like, hours laying in the mud trying to, like, hide from them. And he thinks about how his life, (laughs) his choices he's making. Oh, my God. Wait, did he turn himself in? He did turn himself in. Okay. okay, okay. I have to say, it takes a lot for someone to do that. We have described this in such a discombobulated way, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Have you met us? (laughs) 
Oh, so like as the week is going on and stuff like that, they do more and more stuff like to practice being in a relationship. <laughs> so kissing leads to making out, which leads to eventually they oh, end up yeah. sleeping together. Mm-hmm. And it's like throughout the whole thing, I'm like, they're really good in general about communicating. Like Luca can read her really well and tell when she needs to talk things out and stuff like that. But as much as they're good at communicating, they're not communicating. Oh, yeah. So she's They're good like, at not communicating yeah. about one particular topic. Yeah. And that's their relationship and how they're both like in love with each other. <laughs> yes. Stella's in such denial about it. And she's so scared about it. That even when he outright says like I'm yes. in love with you she's like no you're not like, yeah <laughs> can you imagine wanted, telling someone that I wanted to kill her but he knows her so well that he's just like instead of taking full offense he well actually he did walk out <laughs> he does storm he's out. like he's so upset that she's being so dense about it but you know what even as he's storming out she's like are you gonna come back and he's like yeah I'm gonna come back we're gonna like go meet up later even him outright saying like i am in love with you i want to continue with this relationship continue that word means so much now but like she's in such denial that she's like no and she messes it all up evelyn has to step in like evelyn this outsider like the whole town knows everybody knows yeah. but it has to be like evelyn because she goes and she confesses to evelyn that she lies and evelyn's like yeah i knew from the first night i was here and then she's like watch this video and like it's all this footage of them looking at each other she's like oh like i didn't see this you yeah because she's in yeah, it she, yeah she was in it she was like there she wasn't that's why the whole town she was, was betting. Like, yeah. she never thinks about why would the whole town be betting on them too. Mm-hmm. And the things that he says, he's like, like most of their conversations, I might be exaggerating, but the things that he says is not like for pretend. Like, yeah. it's just the two of them together. They don't, th- then again, she thinks that they're practicing, but it's but just still, so... everything is there. Like, he says, yeah. like, we'll just continue on. Like, we won't have to yes, tell anybody that yes. we're broken up. It's just, it's going to be the same as it's always been. Like, we, we're not acting that much different than we would act. No, what do they say? Like, we're still going to hang out and watch movies. It's just pants will be optional or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Like, the but, work continues, like, starts, and, like, in that sense, mm-hmm. that significance. Chapter That's six. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, no matter what happens, like, I'm still going to be here for you. So it's like everything together, everything he's saying, the town betting, the fact that she wrote that she was sharing the farm with her boyfriend on the application. Like, she can't put it all together. Like, even her brother, they go to Thanksgiving, and when he finds out that Luca came as her date, her brother is like, oh, my God, it's happening. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like even the brother. Apparently, Luca and Charlie hang out together a lot. Yeah, they like. do. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, because it sounds like Charlie and Luca hang out, and then Luca and Beckett hang out. I think you told them both, like, I'm playing the long game. Like, yes, I'm just going to like, hang out with her until I love like, that. dating. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, I'm trying to get the continue, the continue, the continue, and I can't freaking get it. His oh, dad told him, his dad told him, like, continue, and I can't remember why he told him that. Oh. And so that's why he uses it. Oh, you're not always going to know what the right thing is. He, Lucas' dad said, when that happens, you continue. I love that. 
And I'm just like, seriously, that's where it comes from to continue when he because he found something right and pretend dating, just continue it, aka let it be real. I love that both parents that have passed are coming back to help them because Luca's mom says to Stella that he she really wishes that he would talk about the father like she mm -hmm. mentions that and he starts talking more about his father and explaining the grilled cheese and stuff like that and the dancing and then Stella's mom comes back in with she tells Luca I never told you this but I always saw like I had never gone to that hardware store I didn't really need to be there for anything and stuff and I felt like me going there and like falling into you was my mom delivering you to me because she knew that you were exactly what I needed at that time. Oh, and yes. I, I was just like, <laughs> you like to say hook, line, and sinker. We were all yes. hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I cried at that scene. I cried. I don't know how many other scenes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just too much for me right now. Like I'm teary eyed right now. That's just so like sweet. Yeah. They oh, gotta have a box. It's so tissues. genuine. It is. Back to the good relationships. Girl, just sweet old, like this is the perfect Christmas or holiday, I should say. Yeah. Look. And oh, and one thing I know you love your female relationships. I love Stella and Layla's, Layla's relationship. relationship. Mm -hmm. Because like e even when she's livid, like when Beckett and Layla are like really mad, Beckett storms off, but Layla's like, you know what? Like I'm really angry at you, but know that I love you. Yes, she's just very forward thinking, I think, and she's able to embrace everything even when she doesn't need to, like Beckett. Mm -hmm. And not to say that Beckett isn't, you know, he just needed his space at that moment. He needs to, I think Beckett's like a, like a true introvert where he needs to go off and like process. Right, right, exactly. Be yeah, because they both end up going off and then they meet up later and they get together and they come up with this whole business plan. Like they stay up all night coming up with a, a plan to and save the looks, farm. It looks like Luca got involved too, even though he won't fully admit it. Yeah, that's true. Well, and Luca was like going over stuff with Stella too and came up with some ideas that she was like, oh, I didn't think about that. And it's like, yeah, you didn't think about that because you were your own island. You weren't like letting people in and like people have a different perspective and can come up with like some different problem solving that you can't think of exactly we have to rely on people and that's like a really hard thing to do sometimes exactly and that's you know her again showcasing that she's a loner in a way yeah or she was the whole no, town the whole town in order to support her got like what a, a chart going on like a yeah. schedule where people had to be they signed up yeah to go to the and farm they showed the, up yeah because they wanted to show evelyn that it was like a thriving place and stuff exactly and what is but yeah she doesn't realize which that's very gilmore girls too because it's like it as much as the stars hollow people bicker and stuff like that they got your back like they mm -hmm. all helped like we think of like lorelei and like Luke kind of being the the main people that raise Rory, but it's all of the people in town to help raise yes, her. It's course. a village. And one of those kids, teenagers, kind of makes the move on, um, <laughs> which I thought was so cute and funny. Was the same Jeremy? I think so. And it reminded me that Luca was jealous of Kayla, which is, I think, another parent? No, he was a police officer. Yeah, that was another clue. Like, he gets real jealous of Caleb, Mr. Caleb I just Alvarez, who's going to be in book three. I knew it. 
I knew it. Yes, 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 yes. But I'm like dying to know, like, how did he manage all these years? Like, I don't know how often Stella was dating and vice versa. Were they like just dying? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I think he was in denial because remember, he's like, wait, why are you asking me? Aren't, don't you have a boyfriend? And she's like, we broke up like a year and a half, like a year ago or something like that. And he's like, you did? And she's like, I told you. And he's like, in complete denial. You like, think I think he's he in denial or he's purposely being clueless. I think he purposely like blocks everything out having to do with her relationships. But then she does the same thing because she keeps like in insinuating that he has one night stands and she's and he's like i haven't had like one night stands in like years but they're both like they both can't handle the other's relationships with people so they just don't think about it and then our favorite scene just happens as you mentioned earlier the truth comes out i mean yeah he runs away. I mean, not runs away. He gets mad and goes away because, like you said, she's... Yeah, and she doesn't believe that he's going to come back. Like, she goes back to her cottage, and he's sitting there, and she's like, oh, you came back. And he's like, I said I would come back. Like, I was, I wouldn't leave you like that. And then he apologizes for leaving the way he did because he knows how scared she is about, like, people leaving her. Yeah, I love it. But in his defense, he did say he was going to come back. From the very beginning, he said he was coming. He wouldn't ever leave her. So, yeah. So, he talks about how he buys the deodorizing pine trees in bulk. He has a standing order. And that for as long as she wants them, he will give them to her. Because every time he leaves, he leaves one for her. Hiding somewhere. Like in her coat pocket. It's so cute. It is. Because didn't he leave, like... Earlier, when he, you know, before everything was revealed and whatnot, to go back to New York, and he left it in her coat pocket. I think so. That sounds right. And she goes into that closet that you mentioned and takes out everything to show him the box of, Jesus, how much has he given her? I think that, I think there was like something thrown around like over 300, but she has kept every single one of them. And as soon as he realizes that... Like, he's like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. It's love. So this is love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is such a nice story compared to the last book we read together. I know. I know. It's very different. Very, very different. So good. So nice. So sweet. I feel like it didn't take itself so seriously. Yeah. It flowed very well. It was definitely like a romantic comedy. Like it says it on the book, a romantic comedy. And it definitely is because there's some really funny parts. I love it. We even talk about Maddie and the pizza place in general. The pizza place in general is pretty funny. We find out that whenever they go to Maddie's pizza, Luca won't go in. He'll hide because he's so scared that his family is going to see him getting the pizza. And the one time his mother came walking by or something like that, and he had to like hide blocks away and he wouldn't go home that night because he was so scared that his mother saw him getting pizza. But he makes Stella go in and get the pizza. I love his relationship with his mom. Yeah, it's a good relationship. I really do. And he has... His whole family. Four other aunts. Yeah. And a grandmother to deal with. And he's the only boy. And the grandmother Mm -hmm. says that they try to see how how flustered they can get him on the holidays. 
So they he love ends up it. going in the basement and drinking from his flask. They love it. The torture. I was surprised that he wasn't like absolutely wasted because I think he was drinking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't say anything. He's the only man in the family, too, because none of them are married. Yeah, None of them have just, kids. They got to torment him. Oh my gosh, baby I Luca. love it. But anyway, getting back to Maddie. <laughs> so Maddie runs the pizza place. Dane has such a crush. I would say Dane is sweet on. Yes. Is that like, so wholesome? He's sweet it, on Maddie. <laughs> it got me thinking, like, how old is Dane? Because I feel like... I, I assumed he was, like, older, like, in his 60s. I mean, not that he can't be interested bet, in somebody at that age, but I, I'm curious to know how old I he bet is. he's in his 50s. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, in the epilogue, something very important happens, and we almost forgot it. And it's two years later, right? It is two years later. Well, we, we also missed Delaware, so Luca... Ends up getting another job and moving to Delaware so that he's 20 minutes closer, not three hours away. Yeah. Yeah. So he moves to Delaware. And then two years later, he tries to play. Tries. (laughs) Tries his best. She just screws it over. She's very excited. Bless him. He has so much patience for her. Yeah. Because she is a hot mess. Yeah. She really really are opposites in a lot of ways. But they finally, well, actually, wait a second. Didn't she try to, like, propose to him? She did. <laughs> He's trying to get her outside so he could propose. And she's like, I just have a question for you. Will you marry me? And so like, Lorelai. No. He's like, stop. So Lorelai. Yes. So Lorelai. It really is. I didn't even think about Love that. They, they get engaged. You and do. he's never going to, I mean, he wasn't ever going to leave her anyway. I think we were very soft-spoken about it. And that's the type of book that it is. Well, I will say the whole time we've been talking, we've been smiling hard. Yes, because it's such a good, sweet book. It's so heartwarming. Everyone should read the series. Yes. Can't wait. So the book two is In the Weeds, and it features Beckett and Evelyn Evie St. James. Go check them out. Buy us the coffee. Gracie needs lots of coffee so that she can... Focus on her book. Yes. Uh, like and follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you thought about the book. Go check out the author on Instagram. She's got a good Instagram page yeah. too. Let us know what if you read the whole series, like what you thought. Check out our other episodes. We're on all the major platforms. Go and rate yeah. us on the podcast. Yes, please rate us. And let us know what else you are reading this holiday season. Have you read any good, like, holiday books in general? Any of the holidays? Tell us. Yeah. Thanksgiving. We'll even include Halloween. Halloween's yeah, kind of like a, a fall, winter holiday. So any Halloween books, any Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Diwali. Diwali. We just had Diwali. That's right. So we're recording this in November. Woo-hoo. Any, Any... Any of the winter light related holidays. <laughs> Read Perfect. any good books around them. Let us know. <laughs> and let us know what else we should be reading and watching. But until next time, thanks for listening to Gabbing. Gabbing. We're Gabbing. Uh, uh, we're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. Uh, uh, we're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. Uh, uh, we're Gabbing. <laughs>